SoCal QOL. Happy Saturday. It is the amazing Saturday. It is actually 420, y'all. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, we don't talk much about that type of medication, but if that is your thing, uh, enjoy it and be safe. And hopefully everyone's just having a good 420. But uh, before I go any further, please like, subscribe, follow, share this podcast with anyone and everyone that you feel led to do so or if anything just follow our handles on every type of social media platform linkedin pinterest twitter facebook instagram igtv all those good things and that way you'll see the latest posts and information just things that we're thinking about and we're sharing with you guys but at the least please please rate and review this podcast give us some kind of love cuz we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think, but we're going to jump right into this podcast. I inevitably was planning on doing small business Saturday kind of stuff today, but with just life and just things that happen, I wanted to actually kick it old school with our social wellness Saturday series. And we're going to be talking about, I guess it's basically like fights or fighting with other people and other parties or other types of uh, individuals that you might not see eye to eye with, because that's a very common thing in this world, uh, especially if it's like a spouse or someone you're dating. And so just, you know, I just wanted to kind of bring up the conversation uh, as far as what to do, what not to do, ways to alleviate the stress and anxiety and Inevitably, hopefully, be empathetic to other people that you're doing life with because at the end of the day, the worst thing you can do is lean on and or depend on other people to make you happy. And that is not the case in life. You need to depend on yourself, be an individual, but also someone who can, you know, be able to counter the blows and be able to you know, build yourself up, motivate yourself to get out of sticky situations. So we are going to hop right in. And inevitably, I think the first thing I could talk about is, you know, the spousal fighting stuff. There are going to be times in your life where the person that you love and or you've committed doing life with forever is going to basically piss you off. And that's totally going to happen. And at times, you know, we might naturally and emotionally kind of lean on the fact that like they're doing this on purpose. And obviously, when we're out of that element, when we're out of the when we're out of that headspace of the defensive and we're doing the offensive, it's always going to be, well, no, they would never try to intentionally hurt me. But for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, the the situation, the stress factors or you know, maybe it's the substance that is involved, like alcohol or, you know, being 420 marijuana. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all that to be said, I think that especially when you're fighting with a spouse, you obviously have a different level of commitment happening. So obviously you you live with the person, but you're also committed financially. You're committed as far as tax purposes go you're committed if you have kids obviously you have the the mother father uh you know scenario 
and there's other, you know, if there's other lives at stake in a sense, then you're, you're going to, you're going to probably, you're probably going to let things slide. You're going to compromise quicker and you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to pick the battle, uh, or the, the war, I should say, that is actually most meaningful long-term versus, you know, short-term. But that still doesn't make them easier. It still doesn't make the situations better when you when you do have a conflict with the spouse. And like for my wife and I, we I mean, it's been five years since we got married. And even to this day, like there are just days where I'm just in a bad mood or she has a bad day at work. And when when, you know, the powers that be you know, bring us together. It's like the worst case scenario or what we call the perfect storm in essentially how we're both feeling. And it's weird, too, because there's there's a lot of times where your spouse will basically counteract however you feel. So like, for example, if I'm super stressed out, my wife is like super accommodating and is trying to problem solve like 24 seven for me. and trying to soften the blows or relieve some stress or pressure by just communicating the fact that she's there. She's willing to do anything to make the situation better. And sometimes she actually sees, sees a problem that's going to happen and, and counteracts it before it even hits, you know, my radar. And obviously that's super thoughtful of her. And it is a natural instinct of hers because she is my wife. But there's other times, too, where I feel like she doesn't do those things. And if she if she's if she's not doing those things, is she actually trying to to let them happen to me to the point where it's almost like I feel entitled, like, oh, I'm entitled to have my wife do all these things for me and work her ass off just so that I don't get stressed out when at the end of the day I should come full circle and be like, I just need to be appreciative of her even being willing to fulfill that void, let alone be pissed off at her if she doesn't actually see that opportunity and take advantage of it. You know, I'm trying to be very, uh, uh, what's it called? I don't know, just being very diplomatic right now, trying to communicate this idea. But the whole point is there are times even now after five years, granted it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll both, you know, it'll just be a shitty day and we'll both realize that us being who we usually are isn't going to make us feel any better because we just, you know, we're we're not on the right wavelength with the world or with each other and and then all of a sudden it just feels like you know, you just want to pick a fight for some reason. It doesn't make any sense, but at the end of the day, especially with your spouse, you just have to remember that you are committed. I know the divorce rate is high, especially in Orange County and or Southern California, but inevitably that's what you have signed up for either, you know, with paper, with the state slash government uh, or your country and or your religion, your church and your God. And so, you know, with all that being said, it, it, it can it can be really easy to let that stuff go to the wayside and and just be emotionally charged to the point where you take out this aggression and this this frustration out on the person that basically cares for you the most and has pretty much committed to you the most but also 
the more times you kind of resolve those problems, you compromise and you 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 try to solve the the problem, even if the person that's you're fighting with isn't really a part of the problem, they're they're not helping with the quote unquote solution. So I think the more you you fight, the better, because especially with the spouses, you you just you come to you come to terms quicker. Like we're pretty good at like if we are frustrated with each other, like even though I'm super stubborn and I have a big fat ego in our relationship, I've actually been more open to apologizing first when normally she's the person like I would be stubborn as hell in the beginning. I would not talk to her for three days. You know, we would sleep in the same bed or if I was sleeping on the couch, she was sleeping in the bed or vice versa. And I would let that go on for days. Now I can hardly stand, you know, being mad at her for, you know, like an hour, like one episode of Game of Thrones, let alone, you know, a whole day. And so and it's just, you know, we've realized that we are just better people when we're happy with each other. And most of the time, fights and stuff that we have aren't worth that. They're not worth wrecking, you know, your day or your week or the project at work or, you know, your relationship with, you know, a, a best friend or a coworker. And so it's just interesting that it takes you going through that multiple times in a marriage to to see the benefit of of choosing each other over that stupid fight or that stupid problem. And so, um, yeah, so I think overall, just to sum it up, you know, it's going to suck fighting. But if you're not fighting basically for each other, then you're probably going to be more inclined to just get a divorce. So by the time you stop fighting and you just kind of you like just don't care, that's this that's the point of like no return. So you basically already given up. And, and if you're not fighting for each other, then, you know, what are you fighting for? So, uh, yeah. So just wanted to basically set the tone with the spousal thing now for the boyfriend, girlfriend thing. So when you're courting your significant other, your future husband or wife, obviously this has a whole other realm of possibilities when it comes to fighting. And so I know for me, you know, and I've said this to other people too, but I, I've heard of crazy problems that people have when they live with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And, you know, some religions say don't do that because it it's just going to cause more problems and, you know, it's a sin or whatever. But it was it's more so because it's supposed to benefit you. It's supposed to take away the problems that you didn't even know were available to you when you're living alone. And you're essentially every time you see the person that you want to marry, you're putting yourself in the place in which you're doing life or you're communicating or you're interacting versus when your boyfriend, girlfriend, and you live together. Inevitably, what happens is you just get comfortable. And then one day you get in a fight and then you just think to yourself, well, I'm not married to this person. Like there's really nothing stopping me from just walking out and never coming back. Yeah, I might, you know, lose some furniture and I might, you know, I might need to grab my dog or my cat when I leave. And, you know, maybe my favorite toothbrush and my my phone charger. But the whole point is at the end of the day, like there's nothing really connecting you long term with that person other than the fact that, yeah, it's comfortable. It's easy. That person made you happy, but they also pissed you off. So when when you get into this boyfriend, girlfriend thing, if you are living together 
And if you're both, obviously, you know, you have two different career paths and maybe you're working in two different stressful environments. I mean, that's just that's just an, uh, 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 what's it called? A recipe for disaster. I mean, you're you're basically screwed no matter which way you look at it. And the the biggest problem is you you don't you don't think about it long term. It's all short term because that's all you really need to care about. So you only need to worry about today. Like when I'm when I was dating girls back in my early 20s, a lot of times, you know, if I was living with them, it was definitely out of convenience, definitely out of saving money. But I also was just, you know, just trying to hook up and, you know, that I would go to work or I would go play music or I would go travel or whatever. And I'd come back and they would still be there and, you know, just repeat, you know, and it was just a good time. It was just, you know, oh, it was just, you know, it was fun. It was at a time of my life when I, I could make those mistakes and not really have to worry too much about the long term. But, you know, if, if I was to do that now, it would probably just, I mean, like, let's say I wasn't married and I was dating someone. The last thing I want to do is put myself in that position because you're, you're not, it's like, you're just not, uh, it's not a part of the job description to live with the person that you're dating because it's, it's going to cause problems. You're, they're gonna, they're gonna do something late at night that you're annoyed by. They're gonna change the channel too much. They're gonna, they're gonna make food that you don't like how it smells. Like there's, when it comes to roommates, like it's probably the worst case scenario for for one human being and to another human being to force yourself to do to be a part of is living together because i mean certain roommates that i had in college were from their lisp or the way they talked to the way that they wanted things cleaned or the way that they you know it was just bizarre how we would put ourselves in this position to to live with someone that we're not married to you know or even if it's just um you know, a friendship thing, like you're living with a friend, but that doesn't mean you need to like how they, you know, tie their shoes or, you know, fold their clothes. Like you don't need to care about that because it's, it's your friend. Like, but yet when you live with someone, you actually end up having to care about that crap because it affects you, whether you like it or not, it's going to affect you. So, um, you know, just to come back to, I guess the difference between living with a boyfriend, girlfriend to living with a spouse like I choose living with my wife and cleaning after my wife because I didn't marry her for her her cleaning skills. I married her because she allows me to be the man in the relationship. She gives me opportunities to be a man in our relationship. And she is she's like she balances me out. She's my yin and yang and and uh, or I'm the yin. She's the yang, whatever. But when it comes to just dating someone like you you don't need to make that distinguished uh, connection because I'm not here to like clean after my roommate. Like that's basically being someone's bitch or like, you know, it's, it's just not the same. It's not even the same category, let alone the same, you know, department or uh, you know, it's just completely different worlds. So inevitably I think, especially, so if you're living with your boyfriend, girlfriend, that's, like the first tone or the first factor, especially if you start fighting. But if you don't live with that person and you're still fighting, odds are 
that that person is is you know you're you're learning to love someone you're learning to go on dates you're learning to pay for them or treat them and obviously if there's not this reciprocation and overall love across the board just in these little elements and yet you're still fighting odds are you're not going to be with that person for much longer you know regardless if you work with them or you know maybe they're just you know they're in your 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 small close niche friends that you always hang out with or you go to bars with or you hang out on the weekends with or travel with you know even then it's like like i see some of these shows on tv my wife and I watch Vanderpump and it's just funny because basically they've all dated each other. And yet at the end of the day, they have fought so much to the point now where they just know like, oh, well, I'm not going to date that person anymore. I'm not going to marry this person ever. So at this point, like we're just going to be friends and that's it. And, you know, now we can just go on with our life, you know, and not worry about that crap. And it's just insane because literally they've all fought with each other. They've all had problems and feuds and and the ones that have kind of stuck together throughout the, you know, dozens or not dozens, sorry. Well, dozens of episodes, but like multiple seasons have been the ones that have kind of just set their opinions aside and just have kind of accepted the other people for who they are. And they're not trying to get anything out of them. They're not trying to like use them or abuse them. And yet they can still be together, hang out, have fun, even though they've slept with each other or they've dated each other or the friend or their girlfriend or boyfriend has dated the other friend or person in the group. It's like, it's crazy. Like you can't even write that. And so, yeah. So at the end of the day, if you can still be around the people that you've ended up fighting with, it kind of, you know, now this is stemming more towards like the friend side of life. But it's one thing to date someone. It's another thing just to be a friend to somebody and overall, like, be in this, even though we don't see eye to eye with everything, we can still have a good time kind of relationship. And, you know, that's great. I think that's great. I think that's very empathetic and it's a very good way to get rid of stress, to have more positivity in your life. Obviously, you're getting rid of those negative types of thoughts and and feelings to the point where it's going to make everyone's life a lot easier. But obviously too, though, there's other friends and people or let's even say coworkers, for example, that there, it almost feels like their whole purpose in life is to piss you off, to throw you under the bus, to make you look bad in front of your boss or to start causing drama and, and, and Pat or, you know, saying lies about you or, just trying to start start up shit. It's like it's crazy that that is a reality. But the great thing about, you know, having coworkers is that you only need to see them when you're working. And especially if you leave that job, you never have to see them again. So it's like, woohoo. But then obviously there's there's those reunions of, you know, you go to someone's wedding and that person knows that other person that you're going to see get married and and obviously you know, they're all they're still friends with those people, but you're not. And you still have to kind of like be cordial. And uh, in that moment, too, you know, if we just talked about the fact that if you do fight with people and you don't see eye to eye to people, but you're at like some type of event like a like a wedding, 
the best thing you can do as a human being is to let, you know, put, you know, your feelings aside and just be there and support your friend who's, you know, having this amazing celebration and just leave your crap at the door. And once you come in, you're just Mr. Nice Guy and you don't have to worry about any problems. And if they try to start stuff with you, you just ignore them. That's probably the most humbling scenario because I've had it a, mul- a mul- multitude of times where I've had to see old bosses or people that I do not de- I do not respect. Yet when I stand next to them or have conversations or uh, I'm in the same group of people having conversations with the people that I just don't I just don't work well with that I can just still smile and just nod and and basically be very passive and. You know, that's a good thing. That's not that's not anything against them. And that's definitely nothing against you and the person that you're there to support, uh, because that's actually going to help the scenario. But I mean, fighting is only good if one, you're fighting for something that fighting for someone or something that you can't live without. Uh, Two is someone that, you know, you're kind of being forced to live with or work with. Or three is you kind of just sacrificing yourself in a moment of of I don't want to say vulnerability, but I guess it does kind of feel like that, because if you're in a place where you can't fight back, you can't communicate your thoughts or you can't disagree out loud, you're essentially just sacrificing yourself in that moment. And that's okay. And that's uh, that's a part of the process of having disagreements with people and not seeing eye to eye and all in all i think the whole goal of you know this conversation and this podcast is knowing when to pick your battles is probably just as important as the battle itself so if you're fighting with a spouse if it's not like hey like i don't want to have another kid or hey like i think we need to change religions or hey i need to take this job I mean, there's no reason to fight for it because like it's probably like, what are you having for dinner tonight or what movie are you going to watch or, you know, who's going to take uh, the kids to whatever event or who's going to make dinner tonight? Like, that's not worth fighting over. Like, that's crazy. And I've definitely fought over things like that with my wife, um, minus the kids factor. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, after five years, we if anything, we've gotten better at apologizing and forgiving each other and moving on and being because we know we're better when we're happier. So obviously, look at the scenario that you're in. If you're if you're going to be better, if you're happy, (laughs) then you're probably better off getting to that point quicker than waiting a longer time. And like, once again, substance abuses and stuff like that will factor into how easily or quickly you resolve something. Uh, It could escalate things quicker and kind of cause the inevitable to happen like a breakup or you know a a a friendship going bad or you quitting a job but at the same time too like even under the influence of things you can still have these thoughts going around in your head like if i just kind of bite my tongue right now and just let whatever's happened happening and then just walk away uh or say okay whatever you say and you know just let it happen i mean other than your ego, like what's really going, what's really at stake, you know? And so, so obviously from the spousal thing, if you're fighting for whatever thing that you're 
you feel led to disagree on, it better be something that's for the macro, not the micro. Um, for boyfriend, girlfriend, obviously, you're just still trying to figure out if you want to be with this person for the rest of your life. And yet, if you're living together, for sure, you're going to fight more. So if you're not, if you end up not living with them and you're still fighting about stupid stuff, you know, maybe that's just a point that you just you're not meant to be together. But at the same time, too, if it's for macro decisions like, oh, well, like, do you see yourself wanting to have kids? Do you see yourself, you know, wanting your kids to go to college or, you know, how like are you are you are you OK with your kids having eighth place trophies or all that stuff? Just all the normal. I don't know why I went to kids so quickly, but the whole point is, you know, you're going to talk about those lifelong kind of desires like yeah are you are you gonna take a job where you're out of town all the time and you never get to see me are you you know are you gonna be okay if i get plastic surgery or just like random scenarios that you would never be able to to conjure up unless you know you were really thinking long term and then if you're not even thinking long term and it's all micro fights it's all like oh i don't want to eat there oh you you know, you didn't let me have this food at dinner. You, you know, you said this in front of me, in front of my friends. And I just didn't like that. It's like, come on. Like, that's so minute to the point where it's like, it's obvious that maybe, yeah, you shouldn't be together. But at the same time, too, if they actually do make you happy, if they actually do help you with your job or help you with just life in general, like you need to take advantage of that. You need to understand that you're only one person that you can't do everything by yourself and you need support. You need a, a community of people, uh, whether it be you and that one person or you and a whole group of people with that one person that are going to help you, you know, get through life and have a better quality of life. And so, you know, inevitably, that's kind of what SoCalQOL is for you and for whoever listens to this podcast is like, we want to be here for you and make your life easier and better and just communicate and share ideas. And I guess we're kind of educating, but at the same time too, we're just trying to do life with you and we're trying to, you know, add value to you. So, um, so then past the boyfriend, girlfriend thing, whether you're living together or not is the friends and the coworkers and the people that you really only have to see a certain amount of time during your life, uh, to the point where hopefully it's all good stuff. And if it's all bad stuff, then obviously you need to figure out if you want to be passive, if you want to let the let the comments slide or you, you know, the person throw you under the bus a certain amount of times before you actually have to step in and say, you know, either they go or I go. And then if they choose the other person, then you have to be OK with leaving your job or, you know, choosing a different career path or working in a different industry. It's just it's insane what fights will do. But at the end of the day, don't let it take over who you are. And don't let your reputation of past fights qualify you to be named like a uh, a bo- uh, sorry a um, a bully or someone who doesn't work well with others or not emotionally intelligent. Like all these types of comments don't need to be a label for you. They just need to be, you know, a part of the journey, the process of you learning who you are. And so, um, honestly, I think that's about it. I mean. You know, I I didn't know how long this was going to go, but almost 30 minutes passed now. And uh, I think I pretty much said everything I could think of. But I just think in a world of total, you know, social interactions, whether it be social media in your workplace or at your home with your spouse, 
you inevitably are going to have disagreements and you're going to want to get your point across. And so you really need to pick those battles. You need to really think long term. And if there are micro problems, then maybe that's just an indication that you're not supposed to do life with those people. But if you're fighting over the long term stuff, if you're fighting over the the marathon, then, you know, and and you got some headway and you're communicating your thoughts correctly and people are actually wanting to do life with you still, then that's a good thing. That means that, you know, you're actually making progress with certain people and you should keep those people around because, you know, they're going to they're going to, you know, iron sharpens iron. So you need to uh, take a hold of those relationships pour into them, invest in them and, and keep them around because that's going to be who you end up becoming. You're going to become like the people around you. I think it's like what, five or six people that you interact with, you do life with or the people that end up, you know, you portray or you, you know, have the qualities of those same people. So, um, yeah, guys, I hope this whole fighting, I don't even know what I'm going to call this podcast yet, but this whole, like, you know, dealing with fighting or, um, I mean, maybe that's it. Yeah. Dealing with fighting. I guess that's it. Uh, it, This type of idea is is, it makes sense, especially when you you're having those fights right now or you're frustrated and it's stressing you out and it's obviously going to affect your wellness. Uh, We don't like that. We we want you to get uh, out of those situations or at least look at it in a different way. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Be empathetic. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it just it happens. It happens to people, and the more it happens, the better off you are getting out of those situations. But also, you know, if you feel like it's what you're meant to be doing right now and fighting for, then then continue. Just continue with the right mind state and the right outlook and perspective. So, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around for this podcast. Uh, like subscribe rate and review and uh, we love y'all so have a great rest of your day we'll see you later and enjoy uh, uh, Easter tomorrow we'll see you later bye bye